Welcome to episode 17 of the Theology of the Buddy podcast. The boys saved a seat at the table just for you. On today's episode, the best-looking armchair theologians on the internet discuss the basics of the discursive meditation form of mental prayer. Perhaps you've never really gotten into mental prayer, or perhaps like some of us, you just need a refresher. This podcast is for you. So, come join us at the podcast table. Let us pour you a refreshing glass of cold Canadian tap water. It is Lent after all, and enjoy the conversation. Hey, welcome. Yeah, but not using that. Oh, use it. We always get him done. That's it. We're done. In in (laughs) the podcast. (laughs) No, you're not. It is podcast day. Do we have an official name for this one yet? Mental prayer and you. you. I didn't like that. Exclamation point. Mental prayer and you. (laughs) You. Yeah. Welcome in. Welcome in. Everybody. Welcome. Hey, we act. Um, <laughs> we have a special question. Yeah, we do have okay. a special question. Wow, we have a lot of stuff, and actually, we have some feedback from the previous episode. Before we get into that, it wasn't good. No, 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 Which, no. What's the feedback? The oh, well, the truth bomb. Oh, okay. We should shout him out. Oh, we should. Um, just because you know, shout out to Justin, our truth bomb purveyor, for supplying us with many, many good truth bombs and. Listening to all our podcasts and yeah. giving great feedback. The la- although the last episode was Kate. The yeah. last time we were all together, we oh, talked about we together. depression. Depression. Oh, yeah. So, and he did have a, a truth bomb specifically for depression. So, yeah. Justin told me this truth bomb, and I loved it. Catholics before the 1950s were underrepresented in mental institutions. Now they are overrepresented. And end of truth bomb. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Thank, li- thanks, Justin. It's thanks, interesting Justin. feedback. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that's true? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't, like, I, I think I could see I could see why Catholics are the most represented now because to me, like Catholics have to be slightly schizophrenic with like <laughs> how you see things and how you believe things. You're like, oh, this doesn't seem right, but you still have to believe. But like Catholicism, especially in the richness of tradition, I think gave people probably a lot more coping mechanisms, stability. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that. that's what we're here to reclaim. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we can help you. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> One truth bomb at a time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did also get, who was, who was our listener? A that very gave? special lady. Yes, she my is mom. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we were hanging out at my house and uh, my mom asked how you became a Carmelite. And I had absolutely no idea. I thought it was funny. I had ragged on yeah. you for being a Carmelite. Had no idea how it happened. Can you tell us the story? Tell us I about can, your can, ascent you... of Mount Carmel. Yeah. Actually, did you notice that uh, Father John today at Mass was talking about climbing the, the mountain of prayer? Did you uh, notice that? It no. was the transfiguration. Yeah, it was Mount Tabor. But I know, but it was an illusion. You're like to Christopher Mount West in sex. You just see Carmel in everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything points to the spiritual it's a carnage. Uh, yeah, tell us all about it. Yeah, so like I ended up finding Carmel when I was very young. Uh, I was about 18 years old uh, at that point. Um, my mom actually was, uh, it was recommended to her to, to go and check them out. Um, the secular discalced Carmelites in London. Shout out Infant Jesus community. Represent. You guys are great. Is that um, the one that you're yeah. part of? Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's really cool. Which is at St. Andrew the Apostle. Um, if you're interested, <laughs> ocds.ca. Um, but yeah, no, the, uh, yeah, so my mom got hooked up with uh, this community and she immediately fell in love and she was like, you should check this out. And so 
I went and checked it out and I was like, oh dang, this is amazing. Um, and then, so I had begun aspirancy, but I went off to uh, do missionary work and then went to school at Franciscan University. And so I had to put my formation on hold. Um, but after a few years after returning back home, I restarted my formation. And uh, yeah, now both my wife and I are full-fledged uh, secular discalced Carmelites. We've made our definitive promises of chastity, poverty, and obedience um, and of the Beatitudes. Um, and yeah. It's been an amazing, amazing journey. Is it's your mom just, still part of the community? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. So at 18, too, that really formed you. Absolutely. Like spiritually, probably completely then, right? Uh, well, I mean, I had only been there for a year and then I had left. So, I mean, it's hard to say okay. how much of it of formation I received up to that point. Um, but I'd already had a great love for people like St. Therese of Lisieux, Um, And it's pronounced Lizia, um for our American <laughs> listeners. Um we do love you, though. Lassoo. Lassoo. <laughs> Lassoo. Teresa of Lassoo. Um, yeah, so we, um, yeah, so I only got a little bit of formation there, uh, about a year's worth uh, before I had to leave. But mm. uh, yeah, I'd already had kind of that Carmelite, uh, a, a draw to Carmel at a young age, especially to the Carmelite saints. And then, yeah, mm. and then I pursued it after. And yeah, so. It's been a great experience. So it was like six years of formation. Well, more than that, if you include when I was 18. But mm. yeah, six years, seven years of formation. How has that formation helped you this Lent so far? It's been, it's actually been quite good, but it's also been, I've also had a very hard Lent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, this Lent I set out to do a lot of things. I saw you on Facebook and I was like, what the heck? Why is this well, kind of not Facebook? Well, only on the Theology of the Buddy Facebook. Oh, that's allowed? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you that and yeah. that and the the Latin Mass apostolate. That's a holy space. That's true. That's it's, true. It's yeah. a sacred space. Yeah. You do the Latin Welcome Mass. Welcome to stuff. their spa- sacred. Chris, space. if it makes you feel any better, there are only five weeks left. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I got to tell you, my biggest struggle this Lent. So I, I, I told myself that I was going to go to bed early. Yeah. Because. You know, uh, what's that ancient Chinese proverb? He who goes to bed early wakes up early, you know? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so much wisdom. There. I know, right? So the, uh, yeah, I planned on doing that and being able to wake up, be refreshed, ready for prayer every morning. And, you know, I'm still going to bed yeah. at like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning and then waking up and be like going to prayer and like nodding off and struggling through prayer. So <laughs> that's funny. That was one of my things too, sleeping in and going to bed early. I just did the count um, out of the 12 nights so far. I've gone to bed late five times and I've slept in eight out of 11. So <laughs> right there with you, big guy. What, so, what, I, what, what, is, what is late for you? Uh, I don't... Like what is 2 a.m.? Like No, no, no like 10.30, 10.30. Oh, like, that's late? To me more, I put it at the intention. I try to say like, did I push off going to bed by like doing something stupid or just doing something needless? Right. Because especially you with Julie working late and whatnot, but, and then same with sleeping in. Like, it's not like what time I slept into. It's like, did I turn off my alarm? Did I not get up and pray? Yeah. So Generally, it's been me staying up at like, you know, watching YouTube videos or going on Twitch. Disabled. Disabled. You'd get a check mark on. on I know. Yeah, I you, know it's bad. Yeah. It's actually been helpful. We have a little accountability thing going. I don't know. Hopefully we see some improvements by the end of Lent, but yeah. Aaron and I are keeping each other honest this Lent. 
Are you? Yeah. You're, yeah. Are you finding that you are like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, now I have to go finish all my vocal prayers today. Otherwise, I have to not check that off. Yeah. Aaron will know. And, and then tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I'm lying in bed. I'm like, if I don't get up right now, I'm going to check that box. So oh. then I'm like, well, I got to get up. It's like human respect. It's actually kind of sad, mm. but... Still, there was that in previous lines, right? Like everyone was in it together. So if you walked out of a restaurant, everyone would be like, "Why are you walking out of a restaurant? It's yeah. a fast day. Yeah, you suck." Yep. So like, <laughs> there was always sp- a little element of that. Yeah, we lent shamed a, a school club and a Carmelite just the other day for eating meat on an Ember Day. <laughs> and a Carmelite, yeah, meat, meat, Greg. Oh He's yeah, moose burgers on a freaking moose burgers. I know. I was just like, sounded delicious. Yeah. But by the way, though, I would probably find that more penitential. <laughs> just for the record, oh, pff, they're great. So. I don't know, gamey meat. I don't know. Am I just a? Am I just like a like a little sissy boy for not liking venison or like? Do I? Do yes. I? Yes. The okay. answer to that question yes. is yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. Right? <laughs> No, Matt, by the way, Matt was telling me chopping wood raises testosterone levels. Oh, my well, bro- physical activity, physical activity. So eating saturated fat as well, eating which there's a dearth of that during Lent. Yeah. Um, cold showers. Oh, and cold showers mm-hmm. raise testosterone, testosterone levels. So mm-hmm. there you go. Anyway, um, your story. Well, since both of your moms got mentioned already, I'm just going to say, hi, mom. Oh. <laughs> yeah, now we have balance. And I don't think my mom has listened to more than <gasps> one episode. Yeah. Wow. She's probably too busy praying. Yeah, okay. She's a Carmelite, obviously. <laughs> no, yeah. actually, she's she's going for her second knee surgery this week. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, this week? Or next week. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So she just had her first knee replaced, and now she's having her second one. Well, so she's a she's a trooper. Trooper. Yeah, she's and trooper. then two more hips. And then two hips. Okay. Yeah. 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 I thought I was hipster. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Mike. <laughs> yeah. What was this thing that you saw, Chris? That yeah. made you cry like a little girl. It didn't make me cry, but. So yeah, so so today on the podcast we are talking about mental prayer. We're mm. talking about it um, from the what I call lovingly called the Lahodian uh, tradition, but it's generally the the Sil- not Salesian Saint, but Saint Francis de Sales kind of kind of uh, I don't know created it or not. He wouldn't have created it. It was probably already in yeah. circulation at that point. He just maybe formalized it or. I don't know what the word would be. Which is interesting because uh, some of the things that he says about prayer, not dissecting it really. But anyway, I guess we'll get in. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about from obviously my Carmelite um, perspective, and I know I'm triggering everybody in the room yeah. right now. Yeah. So there, there's a quote that always comes to mind for me from St. Teresa of Avila when it comes to prayer. And it is found in the interior castle. Chapter seven, section four. Um, it's a great chapter. Have you, you've read the interior castle? No, I read um, way, way, way perfection. perfection. Yeah. Okay, good for you. Okay, so she says uh, in this, she said, "This is the reason for prayer, my daughters. The purpose of this spiritual marriage, the birth always of good works, good works. You know." And so, whenever I come to prayer, a, a great litmus test for me is one is to see. How effective am I being out in 
you know, out in the world and in the people's lives who, you know, are, are surrounding me. Am I, am I investing my, my life into, you know, serving them, um, and helping them out? Um, I don't know. I just find it very important. So I was reading this article, uh, that came up and, uh, we'll, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, and it was published on March the 8th. Um, and it says, Ottawa man trapped in house all winter by snow mm. found alive. So a couple things to note. So this man had, he was an older fella and he got literally snowed into his house. Now he's in the middle of Ottawa. Like it's not, it's not anything weird. It's not out in the boonies. It's literally in Ottawa. He's got neighbors. You, they have a picture of, of it here. He's got neighbors across the street. Um, all of that. The man got snowed in. He was an old man. His neighbors would have known this. Yet, he, no one came to shovel his path or to snow blow him out. He got stuck in his house and had to eat off the food that was left in his house because he couldn't leave yeah. because he wasn't strong enough to, to shovel his own snow. And of course, you know, that's obviously a problem, but you know, the fact that no one came, um, it says here that, um, a man who police describe as a recluse has been found alive after spending the winter trapped inside his house by snow and living off canned food. Officers were called Thursday night by a concerned neighbor who returned from Florida and noticed thick snow and ice outside the house. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was neighbors that eventually did yeah. get alerted to this. But yeah. And it was a particularly harsh winter in Ottawa yeah. this year. Uh, but yeah, and the fact that this sad. came out on March the 8th, it had yeah. been a harsh winter for months. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just a harsh winter, you know, for a week. It was, you know, or three days, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it, for me, I was thinking and, and you know, introspecting about the fact that, you know, sometimes we get so focused on our own lives, even into our own spiritual lives, that we tend to almost forget to look up, you know. Um, one of my favorite lines, and of course, you know, this might be a... A controversial statement but you know one of my favorite lines from a christian metal band by the name of sleeping giant go on <laughs> said i pray with my eyes wide open to see the victims of injustice you know so so it's one of those things that like for me i find that that to me is a um it's important lead into prayer because if we're going to be talking about mental prayer, we have to acknowledge the fact that at the end of the day, it's not this like weird spiritualism, you know, that I think is so prevalent in the world today. You know, people do hot yoga. They do these, these different forms of meditation, whatever. And it's all about them. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anybody else making them better able to uh, serve others and to propel them out to, to into service and to um to live a virtuous life it's just simply meant to you know help you deal with stress or help you you know no and we have that right from the epistle of straw itself right saint james um for even as the body without the spirit is dead so also faith without works is dead yeah i mean that's the whole point of it and doesn't in another epistle religion undefiled and like that's visiting orphans, you know, visiting yeah. orphans and widows, orphans and, and widows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. You were not supposed to be focusing inward. No, no. I mean, you're supposed to be obviously, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be getting into that, but I think, yeah. So keep that in mind when we're talking is that this is not a, uh, a, a thing of like all about us and, and making ourselves feel better. Uh, this is about giving us, a, being able to tap into that grace of Christ to be able to live a virtuous life. The, the perfect example is Mary uh, mm-hmm. at the Annunciation. She finds out that she's going to become the mother of God, the most highly exalted creature, and can never be matched even by God himself. And the first thing she does is goes and helps Elizabeth. That's, that's a very good point. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt told me that. So <laughs> don't, I don't want to take the credit for that. I just said it. Matt told me that. So that just reminded me of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, All right. it's almost like a little side reference that the Archangel Gabriel puts in there. He's like, by the way, to show the power of God, even your cousin Elizabeth is, is conceived in her old age. But Our Lady, she didn't focus on anything else. She heard something else that could be done for somebody. She's yeah. like, oh, obviously this means I have to go help her for three months. Yeah. Yeah, and goes, and goes pregnant to mm-hmm. yeah. How far was it? It was a, it was a decent a three day walk. Yeah, actually, so one of the old rosary meditations I used to use, I think it said it was eighty or ninety miles. Wow! So she was there, and like she probably went in caravan somehow. Like, probably wasn't traveling on her own, but uh, that's a significant distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if she had to ask Saint Joseph for permission yeah. before she left. Undoubtedly, no, Saint Joseph went with her, I believe. Oh, did he? But. She probably would. She would have asked for permission. But he would have kept a safe distance. <laughs> yes, yeah, they wouldn't have touched. Yeah. Shout out to podcast number one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, right. so Aaron, let's uh, let's get into this. Yeah, man. Yeah. Who who is the first question? Who needs to do mental prayer? Chris is very passionate. I am also passionate. We're all passionate about this in our own way. Yeah. Um, basically, if you want to shut off this podcast because you're sick of listening to us, just listen for 30 more seconds when we tell you that everyone is called to mental prayer. I can't remember what height, but it's it's a height that no one actually like very few people reach what is it like um, spiritual adolescence it's after the dark night of the senses mm-hmm. i think everyone's called to forms of contemplation actually, yeah, contemplation a very very high thing of prayer and um but i don't the... want to i don't want to scare anyone away but like it's better to start sooner than later um and this is the gateway to all that. And this is the gateway. Well, mental prayer, yeah. So every everyone's called. There's really no excuse. Everyone in justice owes God 15 minutes of prayer daily, uh, minimum. And like, it's just everyone. Everyone? Is there anyone exempt? Yeah. And no one is exempt. And keep in mind, as Father Ripiger says, I mean, that's injustice. Those are the strict demands of justice, 15 to 30 minutes. But out of charity, we should be praying always. Yep. Yep. I heard and, and St. Paul makes that very clear, right? In uh Thessalonians, I think it is I think it's where he says, you know, pray without ceasing. You know, so that's that's a thing that is possible. That's yeah. a mind blowing concept that it can be possible, but but yeah, yeah. everybody is called to reach it's actually, that. It's actually cool. Doing the research for this podcast and just the blogs that have been coming up for Lent, uh the eighteen hundreds like suggestions was for rich people to be going and praying until noon daily, like go to a mass daily. For poor people, it was go to a mass first, then go to work. So in in saner times, they had this, this which actually I'm kind of grappling in my own life right now, trying to decide what I'm going to do. I know this is impossible for a lot of people because they have a job, but if you can anyway, like do this ideal, like prayer should be 
the number one priority in your life. Because when you die, you're going to continue praying. You're not going to continue at your job. And every that's going to all be meaningless unless you've connected it to our Lord through prayer. So just like this, yeah, in doing the research for this podcast, this reorientation of everyone's um, priority in their life is prayer, is God. Yeah, that's unfortunate because the world was set up in a better way back then. Wasn't that a, a St. Vincent Ferrer? Yep. Yeah, he was talking about how... But even DeSalle, everyone yeah. everyone says similar things like that, like go to the ch- go to church first, like go right. hear a mass first, at least one mass. So we, we can't do that. We can't hear many masses in a day anymore because it's not like that. But that was the theme. Um, and, and, you know, even, yeah, you don't have to go to church, though. You just need to pray. That's the most mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. part of that. So... So then sliding into why. Yeah. We already kind of got into it. Um, All basically the reason you pray is because when you're in heaven, all you're going to do is pray the prayer of praise. So the, the point of this life is to orient yourself towards heaven. Mm -hmm. That's basically it. And then I like this St. Francis de Sale quote here. We simply say that it is so useful and necessary that without it, we could not come to any good seeing that by means of prayer, we are shown how to perform all our actions. Well, that's true. That's true. St. Teresa, if I might interject again, we're, we're probably going to do a Carmelite podcast as well. Um, but you know, we might touch on that as well in that, but she, she talks about the fact that mental prayer has the, the ability to shine light, like a flashlight essentially on all the defects that are hidden within our souls. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we're doing mental prayer correctly, you know, our Lord will start revealing things that you don't really realize are there. And you have the, you're given the grace through prayer. And obviously first and foremost, through the sacraments to, to root those things out, you know, what, what a grace it is to be able to go to prayer, have our Lord be like, look at this thing in your life that you didn't realize was there. And then be like, but here's an out. Here's the sacrament of confession. I'll, I'll obliterate that by my mercy. What a cool thing yeah. that he gives us that. Like, I mean, we have everything we need to be able to grow in the spiritual life. Yep. Like, yeah. like it's gratuitous grace. Oops, sorry. Gratuitous grace that he pours out on us. Um, yeah. And also I noticed um, just from my life, when I first reverted and then got all zealous and gonna, you know, kick some butt and, and like get out there and change the world. I remember how crucified I was trying to do all these things I read on Catholic blobs that we should be all doing, like fasting or we should all be doing this or that, whatever. Um, especially for young men. I've actually, you can see young men doing it now. They just, they're, you know, they're, they have their reversion and they're all excited to do things. But if you don't have the foundation of prayer like I didn't at that time, you just get crucified like immediately. It's actually kind of funny. It's just that hum- <laughs> humiliating point. And that's, that's, that was like five years ago, I think, or something like that. And I remember Father, Father John always said, like in the confession, like you need to start praying. And I have literally tried to avoid that, uh, that advice for, I'd say like three years. I just like, ah, screw that. And then one day, it just like after like the 50th time he told me, I'm like, mm, all right, fine. I guess that, yeah. like after, that, that that was the why for me like i just realized i literally couldn't do any good work without prayer like all I, I just i had a moment of reflection where even your good works that like everyone says is good you know are just infected with your self-love mm. 
Uh, yeah. mine, mine still are right you're just so obsessed with yourself everything's like oh aren't, aren't, aren't i so great so yeah. prayer um th- this podcast i hate this podcast in a certain sense it it really stretches me and i i'm actually well, i'm not i should be kicking up my prayer for this podcast just because i realize this puts me at a lot more risk of pride because instead of just like two other guys hearing my stupid things 40 other people hear my stupid <laughs> things <laughs> so, it's not a big deal but you know it, it's on just, release day on release 40, day yeah, yeah. so um yeah, yeah. Uh, that's th- that was the why for me just realizing my own misery in fact yeah. that's that's the only thing that's propelled me to pray ever it's just like i need to so yeah now in in the ways of mental prayer does does lahodi not mention the fact that like there is somewhat of a uh like the the servile fear comes first. Hmm. He does mention that a little bit, um, which I, I mean I think there's some merit to that point. You know that 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 servile fear of doing it out of justice, like you were like you were saying yeah. earlier, right? Um, I, I this is on the Lahodian method. I read Mental Prayer quite a few months ago. I kind of forget it all, yeah. <laughs> but he does talk about that, and that is that is what I do clearly. The servile fear, um, different temperaments, right? Like different people don't like to think of God as the just judge, which um, that's okay. Like I try not to at all times, but at certain times when I should be praying and I'm not, I think, oh, like I could bad things will happen. But that's a natural progression of the spiritual life, right? Yeah. And we even see that in the history of the church, even before the church, right? The Old Testament it was kind of a, a servile relationship and learning fear of God and learning yeah. to actually follow his commands. And now we're in the Christian era. It is supposed to be a focus on charity, but we all have to go through that in our own lives. Yeah. And heck, even my, you know, in, in luckily in the sacrament of penance, imperfect contrition suffices. And imperfect contrition means you're afraid of losing heaven and going to hell. Perfect contrition is when you're only sorry for your sins because you offended God. Right. And so, I mean, it's the same progression there. So to me, it's not surprising you have to go through that in prayer either. For for me, it was a little different. Um, But I was thinking about the fact that, um, like, Teresa of Avila talks about the fact that, you know, as you progress through the spiritual life, sometimes you will have to go back and drink the milk of infants again. It's not something that, you do all the time, but mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, like you were saying, there are times where like I get lazy, I'll get lax for, for me. Like, I mean, I had my, my conversion at a young age and like a pretty, pretty significant one. And so prayer was, was about spending time with the person that I, I wanted to be with. It wasn't, it wasn't any ounce of servile fear. It was just like, I, I sense uh, in my soul, the fact that I am loved beyond all telling, and I just want to be with this person. Um, and, but then as you know, as the years go on and you get a little bit more lax and, and you get kind of more comfortable, that servile fear Mm -hmm. sometimes snaps you back and you're like, Oh yes. Like I, you know, and especially with, with Teresa, as I began, you know, in my formation as a Carmelite, the fact that she constantly is is pointing back to the majesty of God, like the amount of time, like she doesn't really refer to him, you know, in, I mean, I think she refers to our Lord as majesty more than anything mm-hmm. in her, in her writings. So the fact that she recognizes that as, you know, 
when you're approaching him, you're approaching him in fear, but you're also approaching him in love. Um, that there are the, essentially the two wings by which we fly to God. So, yeah. Just my thoughts. Cool. I like it. What? What is prayer? What is it? We'll gloss over this quickly because we'll get into like what you practically have to do to pray. But for now, I'd say just suffice to say, I like actually Matt's definition the best. Mental prayer is just the Holy Spirit in your soul speaking to the Father. I'm I'm actually kind of the most satisfied with that definition. I've been looking up a bunch. There's like the ancient ones. The, I don't know. Desert Fathers, they all say things sometimes. It's just zany. I just like that. Like yeah. It's the Holy Spirit in you. It's not you. It's you getting out of the way. Like stop thinking. Stop even meditating at certain times and just and just pray. And that's that's only the Holy Spirit. Whenever you're doing this, you you need to realize that that it's it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That that is a progression, right? That's something that it, I mean, it's not something that you can do easily immediately as but, you begin, right? But even your first vocal prayers, I mean, those are still good works and yes. they're still inspired by the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Like we we can't do anything good apart from God. So those works were prepared for us ahead of time. And That's as long true. as we cooperate with his grace, then, true. you know, it. but it, it certainly is a progression, at least, yeah. you know, the way we understand it and yeah. then how efficacious it is. Yeah. Like when he was essentially saying, like, you stop being, you know, mentally working that i mean that's that's contemplation right and that's really mm -hmm. ideally where we're all called to go where god literally takes um takes hold of the soul and and guides it in prayer himself mm -hmm. you know but you know like you're saying like it it's a preparation for that you know as we grow in prayer but that's a good i mean there's another point we have here raising of the mind to heavenly things that's probably what most people can relate to right i mean there are different ways you can do that you can do that as in the form of a petition you can do that just you know thinking about how good god is you can do that in a number of different ways but ultimately that is what you're doing what you are doing um eventually it changes a bit how much you're involved in it but yeah that's that's the way most people are introduced to it yeah yeah can we skip the where and the when because I think it fits perfectly with. Um, <coughs> I assume we can. <laughs> yeah, with your tips. Yeah, let's do because it. Because I love your tips. I'd like to actually spend as much time as we can going through them. Yeah. Um, Thanks for the tips, tips. Tips. And so, okay, I'll just make sure that we hit up all these. Sure. Um, uh, so I'll just go through the basic format of the hoti. Yeah. That's fine. Which is really important. Yeah. Let's like, do it. Especially making resolutions in prayer. Okay, just remember, guys, jump in. I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Jump so in. Just, just cut me off. Say something I'm stupid. That's how I like to roll. Jump in. Jump in. Jump. Okay. So. Okay. Do yeah. you want to give him a loud little? That's fine. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty short. Yeah. Um, we, might, we might even just keep all of this in. No. Why not? Don't Why not? Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> keep it raw. Keep, keep it rolling. real. 120 and rolling. <laughs> one minute, one hour and 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> The, the basic format of prayer as offered by Lahodi and St. Francis de Sale, I've kind of condensed them. I've found them very useful. In my research, though, I know there's so many different ways. So don't feel constrained or if you, if you hear this and you're like, oh, just, just ignore it. That's the one great thing about prayer. A lot of things you can throw away if you just don't like them. Um, 
the the first part is the preparation. This is actually my favorite part. Um, he gives a bunch of different ways to put yourself in the presence of God. Uh, and that's that's the most important part of prayer for me. Put yourself in the presence of God. Um, there's there's many different ways. You can probably find them. I, I use, just think of yourself, I kind of pretend to be the prodigal son. I think of like Father, God the Father up. I don't think of him as corporally. I just think like God the Father, like this this fatherly figure that's very loving. And and the whole time of prayer, you maintain this this feeling. And if you ever lose that, you stop whatever you're doing. You go back and you bring back that 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 practice of the presence of God. There's a couple other ways. You can just mm-hmm. pretend our Lord, uh, our blessed Lord um, Jesus is sitting beside you. Um, you can picture yourself at the foot of the cross. Any, anything that excites fervor in your mind. That's right. Um, yeah. The Carthusians and their guardian angel before the tabernacle. Yeah. yeah. Consider yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So, and then the next step. Yeah. Can I, can I, oh, before, before we move jumping, on for preparation. So a couple things that I would say um, for preparation. One thing that was incredibly helpful for me when um, starting to progress in prayer was the realization that it is God who's calling you into his court. So like when you go to pray, sometimes we can get into the habit of saying, Oh, like I've got to go and like, I got to go do my prayer time today. Like (laughs) I just want to go to bed or I just want to like, I I don't want to get out of bed. You know, Um, that's really me. Um, So, you know, but calling to mind that realization that this is a summons by the King of heaven who has loved you first and is calling you into prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, it's essentially, you know, when you, you, when you're like, Oh yeah, I've got to go pray, realize that you're like, Oh yeah, I'm called to go pray, okay. you know? And so approaching it in that mindset, um, I would also as well, um, when we're talking about preparation, sometimes for me, I need to have a better posture yeah. to, to be able to pray. So, um, don't lie down when you pray <laughs> in bed. <laughs> yeah, it's the St. Joseph, St. Joseph's style of meditation. Like, yeah. you know, you lay down and there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Try, try to, uh, remain a little bit uncomfortable, whether that means, uh, you're, you know, sitting in an uncomfortable chair, uh, you're sitting, uh, or you're kneeling. If you can kneel, that's Pretend ideal. A kneeling altar boy arms folded or hands hands folded so that's me yeah yeah Yeah, find a spot that works for you though yeah i have my spot and have your prayer do you have a prayer chair no i kneeling at the foot of my bed but for whatever reason that just works for me but yeah i mean there's a crucifix right in front of me oh i put on facebook face face the nearest tabernacle if you can i i love that yeah. That helps me practice the presence too, right? You're mm-hmm. like, oh no, our Lord's yeah. over there. Yeah. yeah. For some yeah. reason, I've done that in my morning prayers for years now. That's cool. I don't know why. Because yeah. I think in the morning offering, you mentioned the tabernacle. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. where is that? Oh, right over there. Yeah. yeah. I've I've actually practiced that for a while. Yeah. Um, like, cool. And I think it was not, um, it was either St. Aloysius Gonzaga or St. Dominic Savio that would, wherever he was, he would draw monstrance on the wall facing oh, the tabernacle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, That's so, um, so yeah, my, I like where I pray is like, I face the nearest tabernacle, ugly tabernacle, but tabernacle nonetheless. Tabernacle, he, our Lord's <laughs> That's his little house either way. Yeah. It's actually going back to you, 
just like your call to prayer. I remember reading, I think Monfort, uh, saying the Hail Mary is is a grace given to you. Like to, to be able to, if you, in real life, if you could go talk to any famous person, you'd be pretty stoked to do it. But the fact that you get to say Hail Mary and Mary literally listens, like you're called to like her court and like she rewards everyone. People don't realize how miraculous and like graceful that is. They, uh, every Hail Mary should be said with fervor. But anyway, yeah. Um, so part of your prep, sorry, uh, acknowledge your unworthiness to appear before him and implore his grace and aid. Also a great step. You realize like, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what I'm doing. Chris is going to like ask me questions and I have no idea. Like just like that's what you can think. Um, invoke your favorite saint. I, I love St. Faustina. I just, mm -hmm. and but any saint, I'm sure. Carmelite St. Chris, which is your favorite saint? <laughs> I mean, I always invoke like Teresa of Avila True, or yeah. St. John yeah. of the Cross. But yeah, I mean, any of the great saints are, are you know, especially mm -hmm. ones who, who teach prayer. Are, are always good to invoke whether yep, that's yeah. St. Bernard of yeah. Clairvaux or yeah. whoever just be like come help yeah <laughs> you know? or, or by example St. Mary Magdalene she prayed at the foot of the cross and she was there yeah when it was all going down and oh, she 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 knows how to pray she knows what it means to pray yep. so yeah. especially at mass you can picture her there too yeah. teaching you how to actually yeah. see what's going on in the consecration yeah. yeah for for me when i begin my prayer i always begin by invoking the holy spirit whether that being like the veni Caracter spiritus like we sung tonight which is great um or yeah like i mean we have a carmelite um a prayer that we we use as well to the holy spirit um and i use that generally every time and you know but i would say this something that is is helpful in that process is stop and say it slowly mm -hmm. you know even if it's the our father Teresa of avila would say like pray it slow you know because what it actually has this this reaction within us where it when we start saying these prayers slowly it's like a signal to our bodies like we're doing something different now yeah. we're not thinking the same way now we're sure. stopping that, and, that's uh, exactly how Lahodi starts right that that and that's how i started uh before i already read Lahodi. um a priest told me like i was like man i've been trying to do mental prayer for like a, two years i think at this point it's just it's just not coming he's like well just take the prayers you're already doing and just say them slow and i'm like ah that's stupid and <laughs> here, you know i don't know now i kind of so you enjoyed prayer. it yeah so <laughs> yeah. but so that that's your prep. It should take what, like two, yeah. five minutes. This not, sounds not, like a lot, but it's it's, it's like in, in yeah. Appear before God, realize you're unworthy, invoke the saints. That's that's the yeah. prep for mental prayer. Yeah, two minutes. Yeah, it, d it depends on what the Holy Spirit guides you in, but I would say yeah, definitely don't spend a whole like because you can you can actually get caught up. Say for example, in your own unworthiness, there can be a temptation from from the devil from the flesh whatever to focus yeah on your sinfulness mm -hmm. and it completely takes your eyes off from what's a good happen. point yeah mm -hmm. realize prayer isn't about you i do that all the time where i get thinking about myself but no it's just like no nah, i think you're not this isn't about yeah, you this, exactly. is, this is god like yeah. you don't care about you anymore so <laughs> that's a good point yeah. yeah cool man yeah so and then your consideration lahodi recommends a book or any meditation uh, that you can think of, really, uh, they always say just meditate on the passion. That's basically where you start. That's where I've been starting. It's been great. I've been following a book. 
it's been phenomenal. What, what's the book? I don't know. No. I, I, Matt, do you know what the book? Meditations from the School of, of, of Jesus Crucified. Crucified. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's actually released by a seminarian. I think he's an FSSP seminarian. It, it wasn't written by him. It's written by a Jesuit priest, I think. Yeah. Was it? And um, yeah, actually, we should probably link to that. I mean, it's worth yeah. looking. And he uses um, kind of the... He he takes donations, but also the money that he makes from these books to give these books to seminarians as well. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. The consideration. Let me just read this. This is good. After the object is in your imagination. Okay. The object. So, you've picked something from the passion. You want to focus on our Lord's forgiveness of his of his the people who drove the nails in his flesh or you want to be Veronica when wiping his face or just anything or if you're following a prayer book start just just open up the book and then start a sentence at a time so after the object is in your imagination move from point to point further realize to further realize the different conclusions of each point uh this is called Lahodi calls this a consideration phase it's it's it only has one purpose and it's to catapult you to the next phase so you you can do this in many different ways it depends how active your intellect is i have a hard time i have to read a lot of people uh, matt matt can just think about things or i've met people who can just like think about things for a long time i can't do that so but basically you're just considering and going from point to point does is there a yeah no i mean maybe we can backtrack just a real quick i mean when we're when we're talking about this this style of prayer this might be called or considered discursive meditation uh, Teresa of avila talks about it too she had trouble with that too you know um but you know for her she she found this kind of style to be difficult for her you know so again like you were saying not every not every style is going to work for for them but i mean in, in this case, you know, like, you know, you're having a hard time kind of keeping your mind on things like welcome to the club. I yeah. guess like, yeah. <laughs> she, she found it hard to. And but try to find something that it can work for you. I mean, it may not be a book for somebody. It may be yeah. a holy image. Yeah. Right. And they, they're just much more visual and they can kind of imagine themselves in the scene. And, and you're, you're just trying to exhaust it from all the different angles. Just yeah. consider that point from all different aspects you really should if you're starting the passion should be your like it should be something connected to the passion that's maybe i i throw in our lady on saturdays just to spice up life just i got a really good our lady book but um so yeah is it is it literally our lady book i have that book but no (laughs) it's not that book it's um it's also from that seminary is it yeah Yeah. devotion to the blessed virgin devotion to the blessed virgin it's amazing i it yeah mary she's the best uh we can get into that but consideration is literally that easy um you're just going from point to point i like that image though stay on each consideration as long as you can like drawing nectar nectar from from a flower flower. can i can i also make a a recommendation this is from lahodi too maybe uh something to keep in mind when you're approaching this is that come to prayer with this consideration already in mind yes yeah you know so don't come to prayer go through the the preparation then be like oh yeah, yeah. what was i going to meditate on today yeah i was actually listening to a lenten mission recently and and the priest he said when he was in seminary they would get the topic of the next day's meditation the day before so that they could get their thinking out of the way they could get their thinking done the night before, but then they could meditate the following day. And I thought that was a neat. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was a neat point. And that's exactly why the seminary gave it to him ahead of time. Yeah. 
That's great. Cool. Yeah. yeah so yeah. stay on each consideration as long as you can, like, as long as you can, like drawing nectar from a flower. Yeah, I like that. I like that too. So the consideration part is only to draw, you're drawing nectar. And like, what does that mean? That's basically taking you to the next stage of, of affections and resolutions. Yeah. So th this just this is supposed to just kind of happen, and if it doesn't, we'll, we'll probably just get into that later on in the podcast when we're talking about dryness and tips. But as you're going through your considerations, these infections should pop up, and there'll be affections. It's affections is just a word. What does that mean? And what does affections mean? I don't even know. It's just well, it's especially when you get into affective prayer. Affective prayer. So it's a movement of your will instead of your intellect at this point. So your will, you're making acts of love towards God yeah. and you're just, you know, you, you make acts of hope and you just, you see what the thing that you're considering. Okay. So our Lord forgiving the people driving the nails into his hand, you, you consider how great his love is for each of us there, how great his mercy is. And, and just seeing that you, I don't know, your soul just kind of moves towards that and, yeah, and yeah. considers how, how amazing that uh, is it, it's stir it's a stirring of the soul yeah. towards yes. greater love right yeah like it it stirs the soul to love god but in all of this kind of like unfortunately to describe it it has to be in a linear fashion but when you're actually doing it all this is kind of mingling Engulled. and it, yeah. Yeah, it's all happening at once but yeah when you consider an object like that it, like how can you not then reflect on well look when i don't forgive people in my life so and that's when the resolutions come up yep. when our lord's willing to give forgive these people literally driving spikes in his hand and all he's looking at them and can just consider how much he still loves them yep. and how he's even doing this for them um like how can how can you not then reflect back on yeah, <laughs> what you're doing wrong yeah right <laughs> like, right so that's the affection part right like you're saying mm -hmm. look at our lord and look what I don't do. Like, and you just you just look up to him, and, you, and you're either full of love, you're either full of humility, yeah. penitence. It's it's supposed to bring out some affection. Any yeah. of those is good. So and so, if you're doing 15 minutes, if you're just starting, you're doing 10 or 15 minutes. And as you're doing the considerations, that affection might pop up, and you just sit with that for as long as it lasts. And then when it stops, yeah. uh, you just continue. Like I just continue to the next sentence on the book, and that yeah. and then. That's literally mental prayer. That's the bulk of your mental prayer. Yeah. 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 Of that, yeah, the, the, that that gateway level that we're talking the, about. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Right. So right. it can, it's funny because I remember uh, like going with my story. I think I've been working on mental prayer for four years. So, wow. And, and I would say like in the past six months i just started maybe actually doing mental prayer i'm not even sure what that actually means wow. but so don't don't get discouraged yeah. i've been every uh i don't know if it's right to share this or not but like every day i pray the memorare i don't know how to pronounce that to our lady and i ask her to like help me to pray because i just realized i needed to do it years ago but i just didn't know how and it took her uh, at least three years to even start to hear that prayer. So <laughs> here, here we are. So yeah. you're led into this different ways too. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't know, I guess I, I did start mental prayer with the rosary though, in particular. Yeah. Yeah, we like were talking, we were talking about that the other night. Yeah. Meditating, actually meditating on the mysteries. I mean, mm. I think it was in a book. It was not a good book. It was, I think it was about Medjugorje. <laughs> 
But the, the, the person who wrote Trigger. it at the time, no, years ago I was interested in it, years and years. But the person who wrote it, and it never made sense to me until years later, but he said the, the Hail Marys become kind of a rhythm behind um, what the meditations on the mystery. And at that point, I, I don't think I was thinking of the mysteries. I just announced them. I'm like, now it's time for 10 Hail Marys. But um, yeah, that, that finally is starting to make sense to me. Yeah. And so that's the other thing. I mean, we can learn about all this, but sometimes like Our Lady or God will just lead you into it too. Mm-hmm. With it. But for those listening to this podcast, I assume you want to learn about mental prayer. So yeah. here we yeah, are. That's another great starter though, right? Say the hell, say your rosary, but just wait 30 seconds after you finished the 10 Hail Marys and think about the mystery. Yeah. Like, boom, that's mental prayer. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a quick mental prayer, but a mental yeah, that, prayer. That's a very Carmelite approach thank you um, <laughs> thank you so and then just to wrap up the lahodian method which i love like <laughs> just you thank god once you're done your 15 minutes or or if you mean you ask forgiveness for screwing up your 15 minutes <laughs> and, uh, and then you you just say like i couldn't have even come here without you these affections that you've given me Oh shoot! I missed the most important part of prayer. The, the, like so, yeah. the resolution. We touched on them. Yeah. We, touch, okay. we should develop that. <laughs> yeah, we should. Okay, yeah. so while you're making these affections, you think of our Lord's forgiveness to his executioners who were driving the nails through his hands. You think, oh shocks! I should forgive that guy who said such and such to me. And and one of there's probably two arms of prayer, and one of them is making resolutions to exterminate vice. And, and foster virtue. So when you're having these affections, or at, if if you can't rise yourself to affection, raise yourself to affections, when you're having these considerations, you can at least say like, well, I'm going to make this resolution to do such and such to this such and such person. Like it has to be very practical. Like it has to be put into effect that day, mm-hmm. or else your prayer can become detached from your life. Like Chris was right. talking, right? Like yeah. you need to, yeah. So you need to be so. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Can I can I make a recommendation as well, Thank or should or maybe yeah. we'll include this in tips? But um, when you're when you do come to prayer, it's a it's a good practice, especially starting out, to bring a little book with you, yeah. um, and write down what those what that affection or what that uh, sorry that resolution was for the day, because then you can when you're going to do your examination of conscience that night, open it up and be like. How'd I do? Oh crap! Yeah, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, so it it actually h- helps hold you accountable to yep. what God was doing, and and you know it's quite interesting. You know, you write down these resolutions, and you if you do it for a long longer period of time, and then go back through, you can kind of see what God's saying in your life, wow. and. And be like, this is a struggle you have. This might be your predominant fault, or whatever it be, you know. And you and you can actually bring that to your confessor and your spiritual director, and be like, this is what's been going on in my prayer time. Like, what do you think, you know? And you can be like, yeah, this day, this day, this day, this day, you know. Um, like I'm always dealing with this. Like, what do you think? So it 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 helps to um, yeah, hold you accountable to. Yeah, what what God is actually doing in the in your soul. One of the examples, if you don't have annoying people bothering you all the time, so like me. Yeah, Sorry. if you're not listening to this podcast, then <laughs> the, I remember one of the resolutions. I try to go e- go easy on myself. So one day I just made a resolution. You know, I said, you know, every 
every time I view suffering, I want to view it as like I'm Saint Simeon and our Lord's in front of me and I'm carrying his cross. That's what the suffering you is. You think that was a an easy resolution? Okay. Well, no, I, I, I didn't mean to, I, but I, yeah, I thought it was easy. I thought like, you know, I'm not going to do anything about it. I just want to like imagine that's where I'm at, right? Like, so like when, for instance, I'm lying, not, not getting up out of bed, I'm thinking like, man, this, I don't want to get out of bed. This sucks. I think like, well, actually what this moment is, is me denying the cross. Like, I'm just like dropping the cross. I'm like, ah, I don't want it. And that, that viewpoint, I didn't even make the resolution to like change this, the, the defect in that instance that I was committing, but oh, just, it's just, it's just to recall, to just the, to recall it. Sometimes I'm like, I want just, an easy just one to for shame today. yourself. Yeah. Just, to, yeah. Yeah. Why not? So just like, so your, your, your resolutions can be difficult. They yeah. can be easy. They can be very practical. They should be, they should be practical, practical, but they can be interior too, like Mm -hmm. that. That's just as long as there's something that you're, you're, your whole day. And then, yeah, you take it your nightly, um, examine or whatever. Thank you. Yes. So, and that's then, yeah, your conclusion, you beg, you beg, are you ready to conclude? Yeah. So your conclusion is asking God for the grace to put into practice your resolutions Mm -hmm thanking him for giving you the grace of seeing of making these revolutions invoke some saints and uh call yourself braid yeah. shriven <laughs> you're shriven so like that that's that's lahodi for me that's yeah. lahodi and and desail that yeah. i condense that, them. that's that's a i mean a good introduction to mental prayer i mean he goes he goes much deeper yeah. into things oh, like sorry. contemplative that, prayer and that's stuff. the first half of the book of lahodi yeah. i i got to the chapter that said contemplation i just shut the book i'm <laughs> done with that so um i just wasn't there yet so yeah. and that's yeah speaking like that's a tip like don't go where you can't go don't discourage yourself this is the most important thing you'll ever do in your entire life don't don't get discouraged don't read books that confuse the heck out of you and what's the other tip you took from the hoodie you found it very practical if something's not working for you just throw it away yeah i mean if you find a method that just does not fit with you maybe it's just at that point in yeah. your life yep. yeah yep. don't try to squeeze yourself into yeah. that yeah thing is like we were saying with the whole discursive meditation thing Teresa of avila said discursive meditation is too laborious for me i don't do it you know you know she was able to progress by other means does it mean that discursive prayer was bad no you no. know but you know even her even her spiritual director you know uh, saint peter of alcantara Right. I mean, his his meditation was was more discursive mm-hmm. um, to a degree. And but it, yeah, it was quite difficult yeah. for her. So, you know, don't don't give yourself, you know, uh, don't shame yourself if you can't do discursive meditation. There are other forms of prayer that, you know, mm-hmm. we can potentially get into in another podcast, too. But the church makes it very clear and even talks about it in the current catechism. Don't get too triggered <laughs> about things like Lexio Divina and things like that, that, yep. you know, there are ways that we can, that we can grow and progress in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, you, you nailed that. Was that, I, I'd like to just throw in this too. I know this is kind of, it doesn't make sense that I'm saying this because we've been talking about the types of prayer, but it's kind of hard to do a podcast about the types of prayer without talking about the types of prayer. <laughs> but if you can kind of wrap your head around this, I came across this. Moreover, it matters little to know the kind of prayer. Actually, I would prefer that you never ask the name or the kind of prayer you're experiencing because, as St. Anthony says, the prayer is imperfect in which one is aware that one is praying. 
So that was from who? That's from Francis de Sales? I don't know. Yeah, it was. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but like the whole point of that is there's a time to get worked up about prayer and that's when you're not praying. Like right now, we're like listening to this podcast, we're recording this podcast, we're saying like this is how you got to pray. But when you're actually praying, don't don't worry about if you're not praying well because you probably won't. Um, no. So just, just, just pray and just try to raise those affections of, of loving God. Yeah. Do you guys remember what, uh, what's in Canon Stein said during, during mass when we went to the oratory? Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I he, don't said what he said the, the way to learn how to pray is just do it. Yeah. Yep. Just do it. Like just riding, do it. like riding a bicycle. Yeah. Like, you know, and uh, we could do a lot of podcasts on riding a bicycle. We should, we should <laughs> <laughs> drunken riding, monkey riding, you know, it's just all good. So is that what you do out in cold stream? Lenten riding. Hey man, there's no traffic. You can do whatever you want in cold stream. Yeah. I, I guess a little bit, this seems like that, right? Like you put your right foot on the brake right. pedal, but like, you know, nobody's really talking about this anymore. We in that book we we talked about a bunch of podcasts ago, The Hunted Priest. This is an amazing Jesuit priest. And just as side notes, he would go on and say, Oh, yeah, and then I taught this person how to meditate. And it, it and it, it yep. just seemed to be a part of priestly yep. duties back in the it day. Was, it was probably also you were raised too you gotta kind of got a foot up seeing other people praying you would be like a little kid in church you know and some nun would be doing something but what the heck is she doing and you'd be like oh she's praying like whatever mm -hmm. and then you you know go play but like you'd, you'd be you'd kind of be immersed in prayer more yeah. whereas I, I, I yeah I, yeah the, the exciting thing about this is like we're just talking about the second level of prayer there's yeah. so many more beyond that yeah. um yeah including you know prayer of quiet and then different forms of contemplation. But yeah. there, I, I, without getting into that, like I think this is kind of an, it's almost like a teaser. And I remember the, when I first learned about mental prayer, I was excited that it was, I don't know, it was a Father Ripperger talk. That was the first time I actually heard the term mental prayer. Um, but it, it, although I didn't really understand what he was saying about the higher levels, I was just excited that they did exist and there was more to it than just, you know, yeah. You know, you want to know what's interesting too. I was just going to say that, um, like we were talking about the fact that with my conversion, like I started off on that level of like, like love and not necessarily that servile fear. The interesting thing is that for me, that has always kind of been a grace that when times have gotten tough, maybe this is a good lead in to our tips section, but you know, when times get tough in prayer, that the ability to remember those moments of grace that you had had in the past, that it's not just a dry desert all the time. Mm -hmm. And that there, you know, there will be, <laughs> whether it's <laughs> this side of heaven or not, um, there, this will break. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's that's like that meme like you're saying you're what i was just thinking i was just gonna cut in with um i never understood i read somewhere um how monks the ancient monks the desert fathers made like a garden in the desert and that was just referring to their life of prayer it had nothing to do with gardens in the desert they still just ate bugs and i must say i don't know i hope this isn't boasting but like my like 30 seconds of mental prayer I had the other day, I was like, oh, I finally get this. Like, life is so miserable. You know, I'm hungry, it's Lent. Or like, even if I eat, you know, food's not that great at the end of the day anyway. Or like, even if I drink a lot of whiskey, you always come down 
but I think in prayer, these monks, like it's definitely the better and higher calling of life. And like people are just missing out if they're not praying. Like it's the only thing uh, my body says no, but I, I have to admit that it's the only thing that really is worthwhile ever doing. Everything else is so shallow and just like, I don't, I didn't learn that through love. I don't believe that. I just kind of like have like a very like jaded approach to life. It's just yeah. like everything sucks. So like, <laughs> but prayer, I haven't found a single thing that sucks about prayer yet. So like, yeah, that's right. a good sign. Cause I'm usually pretty quick at picking out sucky things. Yeah. So. The, the suckiest thing about prayer is ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, that's, I mean? but it's not about, yeah, <laughs> yeah we were talking about that. Yeah. You just get over yourself. So that's amazing. Anyway, yeah. you did some amazing tips. I would love to go through your tips sure. for mental prayer, man. And then sure. we'll talk about where and when after. We'll, we'll include it's it. Kind of in okay. it. It's kind of in it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So here's the uh, penny tips for those who want to grow in a state of mental prayer. Um, first of all, and I think first and foremost, the most important thing you can do is be in a state of grace. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to gain any benefit from prayer if you are living in mortal sin. You're just in general, you're not receiving benefit. So I don't I think mean, you, you, your prayers aren't heard. The only one prayer that's heard when you're in mortal sin is God will accept the prayer of me. getting out of you mortal sin. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. But otherwise that can't be meritorious in any way. No. Yeah. So yeah, charity dies in the heart, right? And again, coming back to that whole point of what's the what's the fruit of mental prayer, right? It's good works, it's acts of charity. If charity if if mortal sin is the death of charity in the soul, it's impossible. Yeah. Like it's just like hitting a wall. It, yeah, and if true prayer is the Holy Spirit speaking through you, <laughs> if you've driven him out of your soul, you've killed the life of the Trinity in your soul. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. So be in a state of grace, go to confession often, receive Holy Communion um, to be freed from a venial sin. Um, yeah. Like it'll, those things will help you are, are the most important ways that you can um, attack vice in your life. I, yeah. Regular confession, really getting into the nitty gritty. If you, if you keep clean, it's easier to notice your dirt. So if you're, you know, kind of going monthly every other month, things are going to add up and it's going to, you're just not going to be able to have as much to pray about. Whereas if you're going to confession weekly or every other week, you're immediately going to pick up on a venial sin and you'll bring that to prayer. That'll yeah. be, that'll be like your focus at the prayer. You'll be like, I want to get rid of that. So yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Pro tip. If you're, if Pro you tip. only go to confession for mortal sins, stop, go, go for venial sins too. Like, you know, obviously it's for mortal sins, but I mean, you receive those, the the sacramental grace to be able to defeat venial sin by going to confession. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, you go to confession before you have to go to confession so that you don't have to go to confession. Right. That's another way I've heard it phrased. Yeah. It's a good one. (laughs) I like it. I like it. So yeah. Um, Also too, like, um, in prayer, there's the potential of getting deceived um, by the devil, the world, the flesh. Um, and the aid of the sacraments helps to deter that, you know, because if you're bringing to your confessor things that are happening in your prayer life, if you're going to your spiritual director and saying, hey, I think, you know, this is what's going on, you know, that can rip the veil <laughs> off of, you know, deceptions that may be coming your way. So, Stay rooted to the sacraments. Um, I did mention before, get a get a little journal to write down your resolutions for the day. Um, 
yeah just get a dollar store one like a little small one you can put in your in your backpack or your purse or whatever and bring with you wherever you are you know whether you're traveling or whatnot um you know if you have a bravery you can stick it even in your bravery um just always have it with you um make a serious commitment to do it to pray daily um i don't know of any souls who have made progress by an intermittent like i don't know if that's the right word commitment to prayer no that's very weird yeah <laughs> i was listening to father wolf's talk on mental prayer and he said that as soon as you do or try to make the commitment, the devil will put down his cigarette and start to really go to work on you. And <laughs> I really like that. So there it is. And he said a few cool things. But anyway, expect more temptation. Expect everything to not want you to pray, mostly including yourself. But also expect, which I get this all the time, good thoughts to come into your head. You're like, oh, I need to do this good work or like it's it's really funny satan will tempt you with good thoughts and like good ideas like oh it's i should call so and so i should go visit my grandma in the nursing home it's like no you need to pray this is your time so yeah, yeah it's true it's true and it is and it is a it is a work right i mean part of our you know if you're prone to laziness like i am you know there can be that temptation to go do something else that may seem more meritorious like you know oh well you should be doing the dishes right now instead you know like yeah. and so <laughs> the answer is do your prayer go do the dishes you know but yeah anyway um she like, cool for some just your your laziness too it just reminded me <laughs> about me um one of the coolest things about prayer i don't know where to fit this in but i'm fitting in right here when i started praying like three years ago um I have uh, an intellectual laziness. I've kind of learned that. I always try to get Matt to just finish my sentences for me because he's so much smarter, right? It's just like, oh, Matt, you just explain this, right? But wow. Yeah. <laughs> who, who knew? Who, did anyone notice? So, <laughs> I'm just thinking about all the edits that I've had to do where you're like, will you just take this, Matt? Matt yeah. Just <laughs> oh, great. Like, yeah. And prayer has forced me to be like, no, Matt's not here, Aaron. Like, you have to, like, think about this. Like, I've... Like the first time, like for the first for years, when I first started, it was trying to throw a football with your left hand in my mind. It was so painful. I literally had to like, you know, just it was it was I couldn't be lazy anymore. It was it was quite amazing. It was it was like throwing my head against a brick wall. So I don't know. Yeah. That just reminded me of that when you said that laziness. So but and make it make it non-negotiable, though. Yep. That's a term that a guy used to know. He like his daily rosary. I know that's depending on how you use it but the rosary is a beautiful form of prayer but you have to make that a non-negotiable you cannot go to bed you can't do anything else you want to do without getting that daily commitment done first yeah um our our previous podcast guest father steve marsh um he was saying that he has committed daily to not eat until he prays in the morning um and that that has been actually quite helpful for him. Yeah, find something that works for you. But yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so set up a specific place to pray in your home. So um, uh, I'll be linking um, a thing in the show notes from uh, from Dan Burke from the Avila Institute discussing just how to set up a little home altar. And I think, I think having a place in your home where you can go and pray is really important um, because if you don't have a consistent place to go, 
you know, it, it becomes difficult. Like, I, I don't know, like, and I found that to be the case for me. So I had to set up a little spot, um, little home altar. I've got like a couple first class relics and, cool. you know, um, yeah, actually, yeah, some really cool relics and like a crucifix and some statues. Um, and yeah, it's just a spot where I go and to be with the Lord and find find what works for you. Find what raises your mind and your heart to prayer. You know, if a basic, you know, crucifix doesn't do it for you, find something else. Find a sacred image of the Sacred Heart or the Immaculate Heart or Order something. Order something from Visual Litany. I think that discount code is still on. <laughs> it sure is. So. Hey, hey, if, yeah, get something custom or something. Yeah. She, I'm sure she'd do it. But yeah, no, I mean... Just set up a specific place yeah. to go. And if for some reason you're in a living arrangement where you can't find that piece, say you're living in a dorm with like four other people, and or I was in a room with another guy, like you can't just always find private uh, a space like that. Go to a chapel. Yeah. Go yeah. before our Lord. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's always a place you can do it. It, it. it that would take a sacrifice on your part, but if you can make that commitment to go, the out. regularity is the most important part here. I remember. Yeah. Um, I missed my mental prayer. So I was like, and it was Sunday. So I'm like, oh, I'll just go to do it at church. I actually found it harder at church to do yep. my mental prayer just because it, it broke with my, my broke with your, rhythm. Your routine. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that, that's, a, that's the same for me. Like even going into Lent and deciding to pray. Cause like I kind of have floundered between night prayer and, you know, doing mental prayer in the morning, mental prayer at night. And so I was like, oh, you know, like as an extra sacrifice, I'll do it in the morning. It, it's taken a while to just kind of get into that and i'm still like screwing it up you know so yeah i totally understand that but it is really important i think to carve out a specific time that you'll pray daily um morning is preferred yeah morning is preferred um yeah. even the, even the psalms make that clear yeah. right like yeah. rise in the morning you know um i'm trying to think of the psalms i forget what book that was i think that was by father oh oh no that was um how to converse with god who's that by alfonso's the alfonso's we linked it in the show notes uh, how to raise a man and there there was a there was a line in there that he talks about i mean as soon as you wake up god spent the entire night and that morning he's just waiting for you to kind of acknowledge him that's how much he loves you and that most of us just kind of eh, it's time to get out of bed go brush my teeth do other stuff but like <laughs> you should be acknowledging him yeah. first yeah it's true it's true um yeah, so carve out a specific time. Um, yeah, when you begin, invoke the assistance of the Holy Ghost, your guardian angel, your patron saints, to assist you in approaching prayer. Um, just want to hop back for real quick things. Something that you you said just reminded me of this. St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, again, another Carmelite. Um, but she talks about Zacchaeus. You remember the story of Zacchaeus and the, the tree? Short guy up the tree. The guy up the tree. Oh, right? hey. You were looking for a saint. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm no good at climbing trees. Yeah. But yeah, um, St. Saint Elizabeth of the Trinity talks about the fact that um, she was meditating on that, that passage and how Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come down. And just that line of Zacchaeus come down was a reminder and a summons to her to come down and be with him interiorly in the soul, mm. you know, that, that he is dwelling within us. Like, like we said, if you are in a state of grace, he is within you um, and you are baptized, obviously he, he is dwelling within your soul. So um, 
yeah, being able to enter into that space to be with him, even if it is just for a brief moment before you go and you begin brushing your teeth in the morning or you are, um, yeah, before you do anything, you, you should just do stop something and, before yeah. you leave your room. Yeah. That, not mental prayer, maybe, but yeah. I actually I do my men, I do my vocal prayers, my morning stuff. And then I go shower just to kind of break it up and loosen up. And then I come back and do mental prayer. That's my morning routine. That's great. So like that, I don't know, yeah. something like that. But again, let's 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 bring it back to the fact that you can do all your vocal prayers and they can be mental prayers. Okay, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. Right? Because again, the from a Carmelite perspective, and we'll talk more about that maybe in the future, but the fact is that if you are able to acknowledge the fact that, you, you know, you're having a conversation with the one you know loves you, right? Teresa of Avila says that's what prayer is. That's a loving conversation with the one we know who loves us. Calling that to mind, recalling his presence with you as you begin your prayer, as you begin those morning offerings, mm -hmm. can make those more efficacious yeah. too, right? Um, yeah, so Good. yeah, grab your Bible, learn Lex. I, I say grab your Bible and learn Lexio Divina. Um, so I think that's another pro tip. Um, uh, you know, for those who may have struggles with discursive meditation Teresa of Avila found that Lexio was what worked for her um I find that to be the case for me too um I just I'm really bad at trying to place myself in the scene and stay there hmm. I just yeah I have a hard time doing that I'll I'll link to a free book actually that's cool. currently available you only have to pay shipping and handling Ooh. um so I'll link to that hey by the way no one sent in a picture of their uh the churching of women no nope. like come on nobody, i'm raising nobody, nope, it nobody the got the church the, the first person who does it i'll give them 40 bucks and then everyone else is like cut so i'm just saying like i'm so like how has no one been church just like do you want 40 bucks or not it's irritating like anyway so yeah, yeah, i don't know throw that in there we, we should be linking we should tag eastern catholic in our uh in, oh. when we update the podcast yeah. so it Free, comes up in itunes 40 dollars yeah <laughs> Okay. Um, next pro tip: seek out a learned spiritual director. Do you agree with that? Yeah. It's very impossible. I must it's, say, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard yeah. Father Ripperger, Father Wolf, good like books. Your favorite saint. She had quite a time finding a good spiritual director. Who's that? Saint Faustina. Yeah, she goes on and on about that. Yeah, she dying. does. Yeah, she does. So yeah. sometimes it's a struggle, but yeah. Um, I will also include a fantastic book on how to choose a spiritual director Ooh. in the show notes. Ooh. And I think it's currently free too. Cool. So just pay shipping and handling. Cool. If you can't find a spiritual director, which I don't have one, so I don't know what I'm talking about, but um, a good confessor yeah. can help there too. And actually I've been trying to go to the same priest for confession regularly recently. And I, I mean, I think he recognizes my voice. So, it's kind of an ongoing yeah. advice yeah. At, at the end of confession as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Man. Um, access solid Catholic resources regarding prayer. I would say that's the next pro tip. So I recommend personally the works of St. Teresa of Avila. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm a little biased. She is considered the doctor of prayer according to the church. So cool. that's cool. why uh, I encourage it. But um you know, I do want to give a shout out to the guys over at the Avila Institute, um, like Dan Burke, Connie Rossini. They are fantastic. If you're just trying to get into this whole thing of like living a life of prayer, the stuff that they do over at spiritualdirection.com is 
awesome. It's awesome. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes, but take a look, check it out. It's fantastic. And it's not for trads. It's fine. It's fine. Um, there's nothing questionable there that I've seen. Also, they have an awesome podcast called the divine intimacy podcast, which we were just talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. The, the, the great thing about the divine intimacy podcast is that they, they are linked, um, to a thing called the authentic contemplative prayer group, which is on Facebook, which mm-hmm. is growing by leaps and bounds. Um, it's run by Connie Rossini. Um, and you know, they, they're able to grab people's like legit questions of stuff that they're struggling with in the spiritual life, confusions that they might have with different things of, you know, prayer or like, what is contemplation? How do I understand it? You know? Um, yeah. So you can definitely, I would recommend hmm. follow those, follow those guys over at the divine intimacy podcast. They do it through EWTN, but you can find it. I think it's on iTunes and everywhere. Um, yeah. And so speaking of that, I mean, that's one thing that I've used intermittently, but my mom has found that that meshes really well with, I guess she's using that daily for uh, intro to meditation is divine intimacy. The book is divine a, intimacy by which, uh, father Gabriel of St. Mary Magdalene. Yes. O- OCD. Yes. He is a Carmelite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. You guys get the market corner, Yeah, but there are lots of them out there. Father yeah. Wolf talks about how to converse with Christ, which is a summary again of St. Teresa of Avila. But you know, we've been talking about, Lahodi, the ways of mental Lahodi. prayer. Yeah. You know, look, take a look at some of these and just the intro to the devout life. Yeah. yeah, very good. Yeah, very. I mean, if you're in a state of mortal sin, intro to the devout life. <laughs> that it starts off right there. It starts yeah. off from from the ground. Oh, so, does it? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I haven't read that book all the way through. Um, I own it, but I don't. I haven't uh, read it all. So yeah, um, I recommend also um, get connected to other Catholics who are working on their own interior life. Prayer at shaming. Fa- at prayer face- shaming. Prayer at, shaming. At prayer theology shaming. of the buddy, you can find us on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shameless plug. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, I recommend that authentic contemplative prayer group too yeah. on Facebook because it's solid. I mean, and they worked really hard, really, really hard to dispel any errors that might come up. I mean, people come in there and start talking about things like eastern spirituality and it's immediately just destroyed you know so um those poor eastern catholics no no it's not like (laughs) you know what i mean by eastern like like new age crap and mindfulness and yeah yeah chris what if i'm having difficulties in mental prayer how should i cope how should you cope oh man this is easy first of all long hug for matt big hug yeah thanks guy um (laughs) You will have difficulties with mental prayer. Yeah. The devil hates it. We already went through that. Our flesh hates it. Our flesh mm-hmm. hates Our it. Fl- your flesh your hates your it. mind hates it. My, my <laughs> ugh. so, um, probably getting into the difference between sensible love and and love of the will. I assume you were Carmelite. You just understand this. I just wrote that down in the show notes. Can you explain that? <laughs> Intellectual. We get into the difference between sensible love and love of the will. Well, love is not a feeling. It's an yeah, act yeah, yeah. of the will. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the summary of that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, you're not always going to feel the love of prayer or the love of God or whatever. Um, but you, you assent to the reality, the truth that, you know, you do will to love God, you know, and, and, um, 
Matt may appreciate this because he's currently reading or or may have finished the book I Believe in Love recently. Hmm. Um, fantastic book. Did you it enjoy it? It is a great book. Yeah. I'm almost done it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in that book, I believe the author says, you know, the will to love is to love. You know, that there is that, you know, even if you're coming to prayer and you're like, I don't feel it, but I will it. You know, yeah. um, there is love there. You may not feel it, but it's there. Um, so yeah, don't don't get caught up on how you feel. Yeah. Just come and do it. The only important thing is the resolutions. If you if you feel no affections, but you've done consideration as much as you can, and you will to love God, and then you're like, well, I'm gonna will to even when it's like I'm gonna come here again tomorrow. I'm gonna love God. That's a resolution. Yeah. You've you've prayed. You've done mental prayer. Yeah. <laughs> you've done mental prayer. Yeah. So a lot of like yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, um, in in the book that I'll link in the show notes that uh, that talks about spiritual direction, they also talk in there about the fact that people starting out in the interior life should even work on having their own personal rule of life, whether that be in the context of a you know like a secular order, like like for me with Carmel. But but even just in general, yeah. having a rule of life that you write out for yourself personally, um, I think writing down that commitment to prayer can be incredibly helpful, you know, especially if you say pin it up in the spot or near the spot where you pray every day mm. as a reminder. Yes. You know, this is what I've committed to um, because you aren't going to feel it. But knowing that, you know what, I've made this commitment to God that I'm going to come and be with him every day, um, you know, it can it can help. I, I don't know. I see it being a great help. And, and you know, Don, Dan Burke in that book, um, Navigating the Interior Life, or I think it's called Finding God. I think they changed the title. Um, but, it, you know, he talks about that fact that it, it can we need that that reminder, that thing that that kind of anchors us to that commitment because simply saying yeah i committed to it but like here's the thing i committed to my wife every, you know in marriage but if i didn't have the ceremony if i didn't have the ring if i didn't have these physical reminders that hottie mchot face hottie mchot stuff yeah, that's, that's her correct name <laughs> okay. um shout out to backpack out on twitch <laughs> just <laughs> I'll link that in the show notes too. Uh, just kidding, um, but yeah, no. The that makes sense. That th- makes having sense. that physical reminder yeah. Yeah. of like commitment can really be helpful. Me and Matt have been physically reminding each other with our <laughs> frowny faces, right? Like, did you pray? Oh, did you pray? And then what about your scapular? Yeah, that should be a constant reminder. Oh, if you're not yeah. enrolled in the brown scapular, get enrolled. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is a constant reminder that you've committed to a certain level of prayer every day as well. Yeah. That's true. Cool, That's man. true. Yeah. I mean, any kind of sacramentals that you can adorn yourself with or whatever can be an incredible reminder. For mm-hmm. me, I mean, one of the things that I've done that Julie and I have in our bedroom is the uh, um, the agreement or whatever, the va- the promises, the definitive promises we made when we became Carmelites. Um, and we have it plastered up like in a frame on the wall beside our bed on each side of our bed so when we wake up in the morning get out of bed it's the first reminder you know um you've committed to live in allegiance to jesus christ every day you know so it's uh yeah it's helpful so try it 
Cool. You know, um, yeah. Hey man, just a few of the quick dangers, but I just wanted to interject with one thing. Does anyone else realize this is the first sober podca- podcast that we've ever done? And I mean, you can so- sober for for you. you. You can really tell. Like, I'm just like, wow, this is boring. <laughs> I haven't said anything stupid yet. This is lame. Um, no, when you start mental prayer, this is what I do immediately. I like to go tell people how great I am. So there's so much pride involved with this. You, you, and you can tell me if you see me. Just like shut up about it. Not everyone's where you are or you're probably maybe you're not where anyone else is but just 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 try to really approach it with humility um yeah and just immodesty of talk talking about it i don't don't think it's appropriate to talk about relationship chris doesn't tell us everything that he does with julie (laughs) 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 anyway yeah and then i was thinking about this and i came upon this uh to just another trap make sure you love god not the feeling you get from praying and then some saint, I don't know where it came from, um, he gave the example, there was this deaf musician who his Lord really liked his music, but he was deaf and he couldn't hear his own music, but he could still play really well. So one time his Lord um, told him to start playing and then he went out hunting, but he still had to play. And like he, could, he, couldn't, even, he couldn't even get gratification from the music because he was deaf. That's, that's what your prayer may be like just kind of accept that have that mindset it's not for you it's for god and he might uh, appear like he's leaving even though he never leaves you he's actually closer to you when you feel like he's far away i don't know how that works but i just read it somewhere yeah it's <laughs> so. it, 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 it's, a, it's weird right like it's kind of the weird mystery of of prayers that like when it gets harder and drier and more difficult it it can be a sign of god's doing something either he's He's pointing out a sin in your life that you need to get cleaned of, you know, or, you know, he's drawing you deeper yeah, and you're closer like, to him. Yeah. yeah because yeah, to him on because, the cross. Yeah. And the thing is like, that's the thing, like with St. John of the cross, right. He talks about all of these sensible pleasures, even that we get from prayer. They're not God. They're not God. I mean, they, they may be, you know, from him and their graces from him, but it, graces are not him himself right so i mean getting getting so attached to the feelings that we get from prayer can be a real danger love know? love love the god of consolations not the consolations of god that's right isn't that the, yeah 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 cool man yeah so yeah i think i think you nailed it man we wrap it up well um oh, oh i had something to say and i completely forgot oh it? yeah one last thing I think we should end with. Congratulations on listening to this entire podcast. How long are we at? We are currently rolling at, uh, well, I mean, currently 127. Wow. So. Wow. Well, thanks for listening. You, uh, Everyone needs to, me- to do mental prayer. Everyone. Yeah. There's no exception. That's yeah. We started with that. We finished with that. If you do what we do or we recommend here, good. If you don't. Who cares? Just just do some form of mental prayer. Don't cop out and be like, well, I pray my rosary or I do this like you read out of some book. Like, no, you need to sit with no book. Well, you need to sit. Maybe you might use a book, but it's the book. You're not doing spiritual reading. You're not doing like yeah, reciting right. prayers like you need to pray. Everyone needs to pray. That's that's how we should finish this. And it, and, yeah. And if you don't, like, it, it can take years to get into it. If you don't, yeah. just you might die and you never started praying. Yeah.
Yeah, so don't don't ignore the graces God gives you either to pray. I mean, it's the most important thing you can do in this life. So, you know, you have to be faithful to those graces because they may not come again. Um, he, he's under no obligation to give us those graces, so we have to we have to be responsive to them. Yeah, and again, remind be reminded of of what our Lord said in in the Gospels, right? That not all those who say Lord Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, prayer is not for you. Prayer is meant to lead you to good works. It's meant to help you to grow in virtue and to become to be whole, become holy. Um, like the readings at mass today that we heard, um, you know, this is the will of God, your sanctification. That's the whole purpose of this. It's to make you holy. So don't don't cop out because this is this is a means of grace for you to be able to progress in the spiritual life. And um, some people like can go through rigorous mortifications and all of these things um, and completely miss the point. You can progress the fastest to God and in holiness by means of prayer. Aaron, are you going to treat us with uh, something here? Can I recto tono that and you can cut it out if you don't like it? Can you can explain to our listeners what recto tono is? Well, I will just explain it by doing it. When I went to the Benedictine, my, oh, I'm going to learn the Benedictine method of prayer, by the way. I'm <laughs> sick of Carmelite this and Carmelite that. I'm going to, there's going to be like, oh, the St. Bernard of Clairvaux said this. And it's going to be me. You're going to be like, I'm doing Lexio Divina yeah. now, guys. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, Carmelites love that. And you'll be like, no. Uh, I, yeah, we'll see. No, um, this is recto tono. They just recto tonoed everything during the meals. Like they were reading a book aloud so you wouldn't talk. You would just, I just love recto tono. Too. It means it's in a straight tone. Right. So it's what, on oh, this, what is it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what Latin it means. Root of it? Yeah, so it's, it's on a single tone. Okay. Recto tono. Okay. Many there are who resemble Herod, who desire to do penance, to be converted, and to save their souls, but who never make a firm resolution and die before having begun the work of their conversion. Their whole... Oh, oh shit. Anyway, this <laughs> one, I, I was reading this too. This is about Herod, by the way. So, like, when Herod, when our Lord was brought before Herod, Herod wanted... He, he was a curiosity. Um, and Herod didn't actually care about saving his soul. He just wanted to do something cool. So, anyway, so this, I just... It fits with mental prayer, but it's really about anything. So anyway, I just the hope of Herod is impious. He hoped to see our Lord work some miracle. He hopes to hear his teaching and to be gratified by his eloquence, not for his soul's sake, but to feed vanity and satisfy curiosity. Hence, he is deceived in his expectations, and our Lord does not vouchsafe him a single word. Are you waiting for some miracle to be worked before you will resolve to love and serve God and pray? God will not work one, and you will remain in sin. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Uh, Make sure that uh, you listen to the post-roll from our lovely post-roll producer, Hottie McHot stuff. Hottie McHot face. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Well, what'd you think? We'd love to know your thoughts. Was there something that you learned from the podcast today? Or perhaps something that you're unsure about? Message us on Facebook or DM on Instagram at Theology of the Buddy or email us at theologyofthebuddy at gmail.com. Also, if you subscribe to us on Facebook, we would love to have you join Chris and I for one of our lovely Facebook Lives. If you like what you heard today, please consider subscribing to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. 
If you're feeling charitable this Lent, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Next week, the boys candidly discuss why they prefer the traditional Latin Mass. Make sure you're subscribed so you'll know when it comes out. We'll save you a seat at the table. New episodes are released every Wednesday. So until then, stay tratty!